Are you a literature lover? Are you tired of reading literature that does not resonate with our times? Do you have questions about literature? If so, welcome to the podcast My Two Cents Worth with Odilia Wakesho Mamburi, the platform that discusses literature in relation to our times. I'm a professional English and literature teacher with a master's in literature. Critiquing literature is my passion. To put it into perspective, I am uniquely Kenyan and relevantly African, hence my focus, African literature. In this video, I'll be sharing my thoughts and opinions on the African youth to lend an ear to African literature. I'll put emphasis on the keywords 21st century African youth and African literature as a source of solace. I'll make references to our beloved parents of African literature, Chinua Achebe, Nadine Godima, Edward Said, Wolen Shoinka, and Gugiwa Thiongo. Secondly, to the African poets, Sanude Ujaide, Michele Gidai Mugo, and the ones who will surely resonate well with, Ebenezer Agu, Mukoma Wangugi, Yvonne War, and Tim Shimamanda Adichie, and our youthful African writer Safia Elhilio. Please listen till the end. You'll definitely have food for thought. Let us sell in. Okay, albeit it is all common to us that 21st century is a period in which we are currently in, which began open quote 2001 and it will end in 2099. It is defined as the era we are in now, a time of freedom and technological advancement. End quote. Who then is a 21st century African youth? A 21st century African youth is a person I perceive to be a representation of a timeline between dependence and independence, yet fully aware of what he or she wants by communicating candidly. At times may seem somewhat dismissive, but at the very core of their communication, there is an admirable level of wanting a platform to be listened to and being taken seriously. Let me reiterate Ojaide remarks on contemporary young poets. Open quote, they are recent echoes of globalized Africa, end quote. Basically, that's who a youth is. It is hereby that I challenge the African youth to take a deliberate departure from considering themselves as being the undermined or societal victims and position themselves to be perpetrators of anything imaginable as Africa's visionaries. It is with this understanding of the African youth being visionaries that they need to have a clear conscious understanding of what African literature really is, aside from the predisposed concept of it being a colonial literature that we have grown to. No, and learned since our childhood days. Secondly, African literature is a source of solace. The father of African literature, Chinua Achebe, has over and beyond emphasized in his works, to name a few, no longer at ease, things fall apart, are of God and a man of the people, about the need for we Africans to forgo our fears and worries of being the inferior humanity and take an inner look at how great we are as a people, as a culture, and the diversity we characterize in our various ethnicity. In the aforementioned books, all the main characters are faced with a challenge or put in a position that takes them back in deeply knowing what is African, hence forging a way forward into new possibilities. Achebe's plotlines are entwined in with stories within a story, mainly fables, that are to primarily bring in a focal point on the essence of the African youth to alleviate fear and seek comfort in what is African. I'm mostly in love with Achebe's assertive standpoint in an image of Africa essay that calls into question the misrepresentation of Africa as so hopeless and so dark, so impenetrable to human thoughts, so pitless to human weakness. End quote. This is worth mentioning to us as the African youth of the 21st century in lending an ear into taking any pessimism that lures us into demeaning African literature and take on the optimism over Africa as a source of solace, which is predominantly reinforced by our African authors. Allow me to pause there. 
In the next video, I'll be sharing some of the glaring optimism that is highlighted to us by the various African authors as I had mentioned. That's all I have for you today. Kindly subscribe and share this podcast with your family and friends. Thank you and see you next Saturday. Are you a literature lover? Are you tired of reading literature that does not resonate with our times? Do you have questions about literature? If so, welcome to the podcast My Two Cents Worth with Odilia Wakesho Mamburi, the platform that discusses literature in relation to our times. I'm a professional English and literature teacher with a master's in literature. Critiquing literature is my passion. To put it into perspective, I am uniquely Kenyan and relevantly African, hence my focus, African literature. In this video, I'll be sharing my thoughts and opinions on what had started earlier, the African youth to lend an ear to African literature. I'll be picking on some of the glaring optimism that is highlighted to us by various African authors. Please listen till the end. You'll definitely have food for thought. Let us sail in. To begin with, Nadine Godima shares her optimism through her endless and shrinking bravery in her novels that speak out to human thoughts by drawing associations of what is personal and communal in seeking freedom. A good example is a no time like the present that explores the bridging of the gap from pre to post apartheid in South Africa, which elevates the greatness of what freedom is against the social turmoil, which may seemingly be pronounced, but is rather a question of having a personal reformation. Secondly, in Edward Said's Orientalism, he consistently yet aggressively debunks the notion of the superiority of the West and terms it as an indicator of the East being brainwashed. Let us have a hold on this. It is a clear description of what we, the African youth, tend to have been trained to think and act as inferiors, hence as a dire need for us to seek solace on our uniqueness as Africans. Wallon Shainka's points in Shuttle in the Crypt, though on the surface might seem to be irrelevant to the understanding of questions of our age, it is as it repeatedly exposes the personal deep-seated anger for his nation at that time, in court, unjustified confinement. It is rather a reminder to history for us, the African youth, to appreciate what our people at that time had endured to fight for a safe heaven in Africa that we so enjoy today. The least we can do is to optimistically make our African nations better and not grapple into complaints. In Michelle Gidai Mugo's My Mother's Poem and Chimamanda Dichie's notable works, example, Purple Hibiscus, Americana, a feminist manifesto, and many others share the same ideologies to bring forth an individual's freedom and a redefined new identity within the constructed social and cultural groups, though from a feminist point of view. The underlying message is the aspect of us, the African youth, to be bold enough to redefine things that deem us not enough. In Mukoma Wangugi's Logotherapy and Ebenezer Agu's A Triangle of Time and Aging, both pay homage to the journey that one has taken personally in finding a meaning to life and finding a voice to give forth appreciation to the littlest things around us whilst being optimistic to what life brings. 
This is also heavily seen in Yvonne Awards, The Dragonfly Sea. I cannot retaliate any further what Daily Nation Kenya had stated. It is a story, open quote, offers a new journey of liberation, discovery, reflection, and even new imagination, end quote. To mark my conclusion, the youngest African youth writer, Safia Erhilio, in her remarkable work that albeit speaks volume to any person that recalls being a kid. The novel, Home is Not a Country. Honestly, after reading this book, I got to understand how often we forget that we have an unfathomed great power to draw what we want our lives to be, a question of how easily we predestine our future. My question therefore is, how do we want our African literature to be? Will it still be relevant to our future generation a century from now? Allow me to pause and say, African youth, lend an ear. Indeed, lend an ear and see that African literature is a go-to literature as a source of solace. That's all I have for you today. Kindly subscribe and share this podcast with your family and friends. Thank you and see you next Saturday.